get those ready and, and we'll be sure to read those in a little bit. So Jesus is up to all sorts of great and wonderful things in the ninth chapter of Matthew's gospel. He heals a paralytic who is carried in lying on a bed. Matthew is called to follow Jesus as he sits in a tax collector booth. A woman is healed as she touches the cloak of Jesus. News is spreading about Jesus as he heals a girl. Jesus also heals two blind men in Matthew chapter 9. And they come and follow Jesus and they were healed, scripture says, by their faith. He also heals one who was mute and, and cast demons out of this person. So all these things are going on in Matthew chapter 9. And then we come to the scripture reading for this morning, which says this. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into the harvest field. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, open our ears and our hearts to hear what you would want us to hear today, so that we can go and do what you need us to do in this world. We pray that um, your spirit would be felt among us in this time. And Lord, help us to gather something that we need today. And we pray that you would speak through me, that you would speak in spite of me. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus is going through all through all through the cities and the villages. He's teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God. All the healings that Jesus had done were signs of this kingdom. They were signs of heaven and earth coming together. This is what we mean when we talk about the kingdom of God. It's a new way of living that Jesus introduces and ushers in. In a world full of brokenness and sin, Jesus offers another way. Instead of evil and divisiveness, Jesus offers love and peace and compassion and healing and reconciliation. The kingdom of God is among us, but it's not fully among us at the same time. One day, all the wrongs will be made right, but for now, we get glimpses of the kingdom in our midst. Several years ago, when I went to South Korea, each morning we woke up in this very large church, and um, hundreds and hundreds of of the parishioners would gather and first thing in the morning before they started their day it was five or six in the morning if I remember correctly and they would all pray together it was a prayer service and it was just amazing to me that all these people would gather and fill this church that early in the morning in order to sing and worship and to hear a short devotion and to then pray out loud they would all pray out loud in their in their language and it was just beautiful to hear it was a it was a sign of the kingdom uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus is going through throughout his ministry and he's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. He, 
He is also, according to Matthew chapter 9, curing every disease and he's curing every sickness, another sign of the kingdom among us. But Matthew talks about Jesus' compassion in this scripture reading today. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. He had compassion for them because they were harassed. They were harassed people and they were a helpless people. Jesus had such a heart for those who were harassed and helpless, forgotten, and those who experienced injustice. The crowd was like sheep without a shepherd. And when you think of a shepherd, you may think of someone who takes care of the sheep, who leads over the sheep, who has, who has a voice that is listened to. And in the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 1 through 6, says the following about shepherds. The word of the Lord came to me. Mortal, prophesy against shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, to, to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Ah, you shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak. You have not healed the sick. You have not bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strayed. You have not sought the lost, but with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And scattered they became food for all the wild animals. The sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains and every high hill. My sheep were scattered all over the face of the earth with no one to search and seek them. So we can glean from this scripture in the Old Testament that shepherds have a ministry of feeding the sheep, they have a ministry of healing the sheep, and also bringing the sheep back home. And Jesus has compassion on this crowd because of how they've been treated and because they are like sheep without a shepherd. The crowds are great candidates for God's love. All people are. But they have the potential to be led astray by other things in life. And isn't that true with us as well? That we have things that can lead us astray. We're all God's children, and, and God is calling each one of us to be a part of God's good work in this world, and Jesus is our true shepherd. So let's think about, for a moment, us being sheep, and Jesus being the shepherd of these sheep. Where are you in your life right now? Are you within the flock? Are you listening to the shepherd's voice? Like we said last week, Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Are we listening to the voice of the one who has all authority, or have we been led astray by other voices and temptations of life? Recently, I've um, been able to play golf a couple times in my free time, and it's been a while since I've played, so I've had some good shots and I've had some not-so-good shots, and uh, a couple times I would hit the ball um, and miss the grass, the fairway, or the, even the rough. I would miss it completely and go into the woods. And I would stray off uh, from where I needed to be. The, the, the ball would go flying off into the distance, but it would not go the direction that I wanted it to go. And it would land off somewhere in between some trees and then some leaves and some sticks and shrubs. And it was really where it wasn't supposed to be. So I'd have to go search for it and, and find it. And we can feel like that golf ball sometimes, can't we? that we've strayed from the path and that we're far away from God wants us, where God wants us to be. And maybe we feel so far away from the flock that we cannot hear the shepherd's voice anymore. 
The good news is that you can't get away from God's presence, as Psalm 139 reminds us. The good news is that nothing can separate you from the love of God, as Romans 8 reminds us. The good news is that Jesus will leave the 99 sheep in order to search for the one that is lost, as Luke 15 reminds us. Maybe you feel lost today. Take comfort that Jesus cares enough to come searching for you. Are we following the true shepherd or are we following a false shepherd? Be reminded today that the true shepherd is Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 10 that my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are you included in those sheep? Is Jesus your true shepherd or is it is someone else your or something else uh, a false idol for you? What are you following in this world? Jesus or something else? Because there are so many people in the world that feel like lost sheep. There are so many people who feel empty and worthless. There are so many people who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus would say it like this. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers or the laborers are few. Disciples are meant to be an expression of Jesus Christ in the world, to be an expression of divine compassion to those who are in need, to have compassion on those who are seen like sheep without a shepherd. This isn't something that we do on our own. It's something that we are guided by, by the power of the Holy Spirit. A few weeks ago, about a month ago now, my dad passed away. Uh, and the following weeks, I received so many cards in the mail. They just kept coming. And I kept getting so much support from people I haven't heard from in a while or people from the church or friends or family from all different places. And every day I would just go and collect uh, a handful of cards and, and sit down and read them. And it was very special to me to, to be reminded that our family was not forgotten in this time. And cards are nice to receive. Cards are, 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 especially handwritten notes, are nice to receive in the mail. But in order to receive that mail, someone had to send it. Someone had to take the time to put that card together and put a stamp on it and send it in the mail. We serve a sending God, a God that, that sends us into the world. Just think about all the times in the Bible where God sends God sends God's breath in order uh, to, to breathe um, into creation. God sends out God's breath to order creation. God sends Abraham and the descendants to be a blessing to the nations. God sends Moses to rescue the Israelites from slavery. God sends God's word through the prophets to call his people to repentance. God sends Jesus to the world so that the world might be reconciled through him. God sends the Holy Spirit to comfort, to counsel, and to guide the disciples of Jesus Christ. God sends the church to bear witness to God's love and to the ends of the earth. Brothers and sisters, be reminded today that you and I are sent by God into the harvest field because the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Matthew lists the names of the 12 disciples. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and Judas. Those are the first apostles. Those are the first disciples. And 2,000 some years later, Jesus wants us to be on that list as well 
as disciples of Jesus Christ to go into the world. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are widows who are lonely and mourning. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are people who are hungry and on the streets. The harvest is plentiful. There are prisoners who are in need of hope. The harvest is plentiful. There are people who are worshiping other idols that are not God. The harvest is plentiful. There are kids who are in need of adults to mentor them and love them. The harvest is plentiful. There are people who have God-shaped holes in their hearts. The harvest is plentiful. There are those whose heart breaks for God's justice in the world. The harvest is plentiful. A close friend of mine uh, has a hobby of collecting deer antlers that he finds out in the woods. And for years now, he's been taking those antlers and with a certain tool, he's been creating little crosses out of the antlers and he makes necklaces out of them. And what he does is um, for years, he would think of people who were on his heart and he would, um, he would make a deer necklace for them and present it to them and share God's love with them. Or he would always wear one himself. And if somebody was out and about, and if he was out and about and someone saw it and commented on it and asked about it, he would share how he makes them, but he would also share God's love with them. And then he would take it off and he would give it to them. And for years and years, he would do this. And he's got a list so long of people that he shared that he shared God's love with just through something as a, simple as a tangible necklace made from a deer antler. And I've seen them. I've even seen people out in the community that he lives wearing one of those necklaces. And I just think to myself, I know who gave that to them. Uh, the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says the following. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. For I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. And I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer, Lord, when is it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when, when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. What if we stopped and we thought about how we treat people? Jesus says, just as you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Are you willing to be sent by Jesus out into the fields? Go and plant seeds. Go and water those seeds. But as scripture reminds us, be reminded that it's God who makes them grow. Let's pray.